Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. This is the professor. And this is Cousin Max. Hey, Cousin Max. How are you? You're not even a guest star anymore. You're just one of the gang. I like it. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review. Uh, Today, I don't want to say it's a very special day because I realize that I say that at the beginning of kind of every episode. But it is a landmark day in that we're mixing it up a little bit. It is. We also say that a lot. Apparently, pretty sure, pretty sure the point of this is to mix things. Up. <laughs> because we're not boring, we are unpredictable, and we, we are, are predictable so in our unpredictableness. Unpredictable that <laughs> Ian somehow convinced me. We're going, we're going cans today. For as much as we like to make a big deal about the great sounds when Ian opens the bottles, and we've got the corks, and we've got the caps, and we've got all those delicious sounds. I can just like edit that sound in. <laughs> there you <laughs> Instead go. Instead of that. Instead of the pop of the I'll can. Just have a, yeah. Well, um, because we don't drink canned beer very often, and because cans only have twelve ounces, we are not just having That's one beer really today. The best point. Only twelve ounces. Because mm-hmm. usually we do the large format. Well, bottles unless you get like those PBR cans, they're large huge. format cans. Yeah. That's, that'll be a new thing. I know Young's does a couple of those. That's true. Yeah. And actually, my Guinness comes that way sometimes too. It's a, a good pint can if you will uh but i would like to start with a gift if you will it's that season no matter what holiday you're celebrating it's the right time to give a gift uh cousin max i remember you once again threw down the gauntlet uh, as i do from time to time oh we should get him a gauntlet for christmas oh that's good just so i can throw it yeah (laughs) um you haven't you have met Verlin, okay, I at have. the barbecue. I was gonna say, like, I'm, I'm a little worried that maybe you guys shouldn't meet if all you're gonna do is keep challenging him. Um, That's he, awful. Not. <laughs> he is working on the rhubarb. Rhubarb. He has a couple ideas. He found some extract, and actually, what he's going to do is make like a base beer, and then try to put the rhubarb into here's a stout, and here's an ale, and here's in a lager, and let's see what works. To which we said, we have some sample cups. We'll be right over. So I don't have rhubarb beer for you today. That's fine. As but long as it's in the works. More recently, you said, hello world. Do you know what would be delicious? Do you remember this? Are we talking about the coconut beer? Coconut beer. Would you believe? And I did not even remember you saying it, but I was at my beer store. And lo and behold, in <gasps> gasp, a can. Maui Brewing Company, Coconut Porter. Yes. At the bottom it says, like hot chicks on the beach. (laughs) If you would like to have a gander at that. I am so happy. So uh, I think we need to start with that one because of all the things we're going to have today, it's lower in ABV. It's only only 6%. It's like a normal person Also, I think it's going to be like the most unique flavor. Yeah. So to have that up front and the first thing on our palates, I think it's a good idea. I actually have to admit that I'm pretty intrigued that they did this in a porter instead of what I thought would have been a stout. And I think it came up... Or a pilsner. (laughs) It came up on the porter (laughs) podcast when we were doing the uh, the one with the diamondback gorilla on it. Are you talking about old King King Titus? Titus? Yes. Mighty, mighty Titus. He's a noble and gentle king. Sure. But full flavored. (laughs) (laughs) The best tasting king gorilla out there. I bought it because I went, ah, coconut beer. I've never heard of that. I need to give that a try. And, you know, it's in a can and it's coconut. I was a little skeptical. And as I was checking out, the beer guy, whom 
I don't actually know his name because it's not my Andy. And I used to not respect him as much because he used to try to replace Andy and he was never as good. But now I've met him like six times and he's he's growing on me. Uh, but as I'm checking well, let's out, see how he, did here. he goes, oh my God, that beer is unbelievable. And I said, all right, well, I mean, I already I was already buying it, but now I'm more excited. Now, those who know me know that I'll try just about anything, at least twice even. <laughs> and I'll admit to some skepticism <laughs> on this beer. Um, I guess in my mind, I'm imagining a very artificial coconut flavor, and I don't think I like that. Hey, Max, put that up against your mic, pop open the can, and let's find out. <clears throat> With pleasure. It would have been oh amazing if it just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I feel that guilty. That's the best, best practical joke ever. <laughs> well, good news is, the first nose of this is, it does indeed smell like beer. Okay. Okay. So, just to start to alleviate, alleviate any potential questions. All right. It does po- have Ooh, a nice it's nice and it's porter, porter all right. dum da da dum and the first sip is being had by the master himself. Master Blaster. I think you need to try this. Yay! I think, I think we all I need think to I try should. it. This is uh What do you what do you think? From the can itself, it I didn't get any kind of coconut or any kind like of other flavor. Like before you poured it, you and mean? It's, like it's actually you're... very subtle. It's more of a, a nose and more of a roof of your mouth kind of flavor but it's definitely not that sweetened artificial coconut taste definitely beer smell not getting a lot of coconut on the nose porter brewed with hand toasted coconut Ooh, toasted coconut and what i like is it's again maui brewing company so the coconut part makes sense they said certified made in maui i don't know if uh there's a lot of competition in the beer industry out in hawaii but i want to see maui make a a Kona coffee beer. They very well might. They should. Maybe Kona Brewing Company. I like that. Their arch rival. <laughs> <laughs> I like that on the label, there's a like a guy holding a big beer mug, but the mug is actually a coconut. That looks like it's actually on fire. Yeah. But the beer is spilling out from one of the tanks, and it's... Uh, so it's f- like a volcano. It is like a volcano. A coconut beer volcano. It's like a coconut eruption. Oh, that just happened. <laughs> that just happened on the air. So You heard it here, folks. Last time when we did the porter, Ian was going into the fact that he's just a little skeptical about porters because why not just make it a stout? So when you're drinking this, what do you think? Probably one of the better porters I've had, to be honest. I think it's very even. Yeah, and, and I know that porters often have a lot of that toasted coffee flavor, so I think a toasted coconut kind of goes along with that roasty, toasty kind of theme that porters seem to have. I look at it like this. Um, porters, coffee, that's a natural win-win. Um, Hawaii, coffee, kind of goes hand in hand. But what I've been doing recently is I make coffee at home. Don't feel like going out and spending copious amounts of money on coffee. Well, you should reconsider that. Uh, What's, how is Ian going to retire if you. you don't do that? I buy good coffee, thank you. All right. But then I put coconut milk in it. I remember you saying right. that. Unsweetened coconut milk. I'll try that. that and you know what? Good. That's pretty much what I'm 
thinking when I'm drinking this is that I have a little, just very, very small amount of that hint of coconut, but more along the lines of that darker, bitter coffee flavor. The coffee flavor. is still the predominant. Right. The coffee is the predominant in this. I definitely think that the porter is right. really the predominant flavor, which is nice. It brings me back to the pumpkin podcast, to be honest. It's just, I don't taste coconut and then beer. Right. You know, We're not getting shredded coconut out of this. Exactly. It's more. It's I don't more get a like, lot of coconut at all, to be honest. I know. It's very mild. It's more like the roasted pumpkin pumpkin beers. Right. It's not it's, the pumpkin pie pumpkin exactly. beers. Exactly. That's I mean, what I'm thinking You get of. much more of a roast flavor and smell out of this than uh, over-the-top coconut. But then again, how much... How much unsweetened coconut that we really eat. ingest in a not enough that coconut life. flavor that we think of is typically right. very it's the, sweet the frozen it's shredded. like pumpkin you think pumpkin you think pumpkin spice coffee you think mm. pumpkin pie you think of something like very that. few people open the can or roast the pumpkin and just right. eat it on its own yeah i think it's an interesting dichotomy because coconut you think tropical you think warm you think you know indulgent i think porter <laughs> Wait, you, you did say warm you're and so, indulgent, you're right? So yeah, okay, contrary. we were covered on that then. <laughs> I would drink a porter anywhere. All right, then. Any weather. So I guess I can only hope that for the gift exchange section of our holiday podcast, which is coming next week, this is my grin, I'm so excited. I hope that the beer I got you is at least as impressive as the it's random. It's a mad elf. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm so self-conscious when I laugh. It's so loud. You're going to do that every time, aren't you? He does do that every time. Yeah. There's <laughs> well, like, it's not me. There's this maniacal little elf. It's so terrifying. The first time I found it, I was like, this is too much. And then I didn't want to look for anything else. So I just used it. <laughs> also, in real life, it's like it's like 12 seconds of laughter. So I usually just grab like two. A snippet. Yeah. You well, split it up over a course And when of we several. did the fireside chat... Jason said the words Mad Elf like 117 times. <laughs> yeah. Said those words. <laughs> That's true. The words that shall not be repeated, but uh, I felt so bad. I was like, Ian, if you if you do it every time, like it's going to double the length of the podcast. So he just... I, I was judicious about he it. He chose a few, you know, rule of threes. It was kind of you, sir. Oh, all right. Hold it back, sir. <sighs> hey, <sighs> Professor... Sir, whatever. Um, I'd like to talk about my my current. I don't know. I've been going out to bars lately, and I haven't really been able to pick a style of beer that I'm in the mood for. Um, there's a lot of the holiday, like Christmas beers, coming out right now. Uh, you furrowed your brow when you said that. Are you I not know. a Christmas sale kind of guy? Or? Eh, I like the one that we just spoke of, um, <laughs> and that's got a very holiday kind of theme to it. Uh, I love stouts, you know, porters if I have to. Uh, <laughs> if you but, have to suffer through it. Yeah, if, if I must twist my arm. I think part of it is just that the weather has been so crazy lately that there's been these really warm days. So, you know, seasonally, this spicy Christmas stout is really not what I want right now. So I've been actually craving a lot of IPAs, which is usually my summertime beverage on those hot days. I like that crisp you know, grapefruit, hops flavor. But that's what I've been looking for when I'm going into bars, but it's not really that time of year, so it's hard to find any of them. And I find I'm just not very satisfied right now. I'm sorry. How's, how's that coconut porter doing for you? 
I mean, it's good. I don't know that I drink. It's just not really meeting your needs. What do you want right now? What would make you happy? Is it because citra? Oh, is it because the beer you want isn't on the menu because of the time of year it is, or is it that you just can't decide? I think my palate is just confused right now as far as what it wants and what the weather says it should want and what the time of year says it should have, and so I haven't really been able to decide anything. I'm sorry. That was just my own little personal rant. Wasn't really much. Well, do you know the way you can help overcome that is your signature move of just have the bartender bring you something. That's true. Well, that's kind of what happened. A surprise is always fun. We did so good last week. We went to a (laughs) (laughs) up top. (laughs) Pardon me. Let me rewind. We did so well last week. Uh, we went to a little English pub in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. Which, if you haven't heard of it, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like called... Like, as big as my backyard, apparently. You Lidditz. mean Lidditz? Or, yeah. yeah, not the pub. Not the yeah. pub. It is called the Bull's Head. And it really, it's definitely old school England. It's got a picture of the bull out front. And um, it's it's sweet. They don't have, like, servers or anything. It's old school in that you go up to the bar, you, you order all your bar, food, yeah. it, there's a food runner who brings it out to you, whatever. So uh, we were in Lancaster County. I took Ian to this place because it's one of the only places I knew I could get some really adventurous beer on a Sunday morning. And Or even mildly adventurous since it's we were in Lidditz. <laughs> you, you giggle each time like, oh, it's this. It's like a fake word to me. <laughs> it's like not a real place. We like ordered our first round. <laughs> yeah, it's like a munchkin land. That's awesome. Like Poughkeepsie. (laughs) Right? It's just so silly. It can't be true. Uh, Definitely. I'm trying to remember where I was. Jeff. Someone wrote it down, and they're like, where is this Latitz place? (laughs) Now, that would be a much better place. (laughs) That is a a French strip club. I would the smaller the better. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Max. You just put my self-esteem back in line. That was really sweet. Back to the story. Jeff was the bartender. He's also the owner, and he moved to Lidditz to open this bar. And he was great. He was was... also confused by the name and thought it was Lidditz. (laughs) (laughs) Been hoodwinked. (laughs) Well, now that I'm here, I might as well open a bar. (laughs) Get drunk and drown my sorrows. This is not the place I thought it was. (laughs) We were sitting at the bar. I ordered a triple Carmelite. Ian ordered an IPA. Yeah, the Sculpin? Yes. It was delicious. Because he heard Jeff describe it as something citrusy and hopsy, and he knew that that was... right up my alley. Exactly. We start chatting up. Every, I think by the end of the time we were there, we basically met everyone in this bar because... That was the whole population of... Littitz. I just wanted you to say it. I was waiting. I was waiting. There were seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> when we moved into town to order a beer, they, you know, their population, someone ran out and with a crayon up to the sign. They were so sad to see us go. <laughs> After... Did you just call it a crayon? Did I just call it a crown? Crayon. Crayon, yes. Oh, I was hoping that I finally found somebody else that calls it that. What do you say? Crowns. Is that a South Philly thing? I have no idea. Like something you put on your head, but you're talking about a marking yes, device instead? Yeah. Usually wax-based, right. made by crayon. I think a lot of people say crowns. But they're crayons. <laughs> I don't. I don't en't enunciate much, but for some reason, I feel the need to say crayon. Like, I don't. I you don't didn't know. 
just now, though. I'm fairly I, can, certain. I can go back and listen. Yeah, I know you I'm can. I'm fairly it's certain terrible. that that's what I heard. All right. But like the second time today, I'm going to say, all right, Max, I guess you're right. Moving on. Could we, could we stop while we're ahead? I can't. Oh, I'm, I'm eating so much humble pie this morning. <laughs> Delicious pie. Ian looks at Jeff and he says, you know, I ordered this because I heard you recommend it to those folks sitting over there. It was really awesome. Would you mind picking me another beer? Jeff, to his credit... Didn't bat an eye. Did not. I mean, I all of a sudden respected him to a whole new level because... An nth degree. The Sculpin was on draft. Mm -hmm. He went from... That was all he said. He said, you sticking on draft? And I said, nah, I like other... He's like, I got it. (laughs) I was like, okay. And uh, he turned around and and pulled out... I honestly don't remember what it was. I don't either. It was delicious. But it was was a a barrel-aged stout. And he poured it into like this huge snifter glass and he's like this is what we've been drinking you know for our shift drinks and he's like ask anyone here and they've been drinking this and poured it into the cup and it was amazing i really should have remembered the name i was too engrossed in conversation and surprised at how lovely the beer was well provided that they have phone lines there um you can call over and just i could i could in fact do that but that sounds like a lot of effort perhaps i'll send them an email Perhaps I'll have my secretary send them an email. I'll get right on it. Thanks. <laughs> I liked it. So next up in our trilogy of Can Delicious. Can be a triathlon. That, ooh, I like it. Can that be the name of this podcast? Sure. Okay. It's called Fireside Chat. How and quaint. I, Can that be the name of this podcast? No. It'd be so confusing. We already had a Fireside <laughs> Chat and neither of you Can were we there. Can we go with Canathlon? Can, oh. Can you start just naming them? Every I want every podcast name to be some a kind of Max threes? pun. That would be great. <laughs> can of <threes>. Canopy. <laughs> so Fireside Chat can of three. Can is of three. <laughs> made by 21st Amendment, and they do all cans, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I always see their stuff in a can. It is a winter spiced ale. So for the guy who's having a little identity crisis over there, maybe you should give this a go. It is 7.9% ABV. And I wish it were snowing. You know what? We're friends. Don't ruin this. Yeah, I love 21st Amendment. Love's a strong word. Tell me why. But I really, really, really do like them. (laughs) You've already backtracked from love to really, really, really like. What's next? You You have an on-again, off-again relationship? I I appreciate, as as we've all come to know, I appreciate a lot of the peripheral enjoyments when it comes to beer, but it would be bottle art, can art, names. The 21st Amendment allies win the war has probably still... Hell or High Watermelon? As, I like that one, too. It is still standing as my, one of my favorite beer names, really based off of its length alone. But uh, <laughs> They're like, we need a bigger can to put the name on the side. Nothing makes you sound more amazing, slightly pretentious, but definitely awesome than ordering <laughs> a beer as long as 21st Amendment allies win the war, please. Make that too. <laughs> what style is that? Do you remember? I don't even. Yeah, I've spent like, so much time thinking about everything else <laughs> that I, 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 I don't even recall. Just remembering the name is style enough. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So Fireside Chat, it's absolutely perfect. That would make sense. Winter Spice, though. Hmm. Handcrafted by 21st Amendment in Cold Spring, Minnesota. I'll be honest. I'm getting straight up gingerbread house out of this. Oh, I'm excited. I haven't even, let me try. I haven't let me even try. tasted it yet. Oh, yeah. Oh. This smells like gingerbread, raisins, frosting. Raisins? Don't say dirty words. Don't. No. 
Ian does not do dried fruit. To him, it's a waste. <laughs> well, no wonder you don't like winter beers. Yeah, or quads. They all taste like dried fruit. That's why I love them. Or I'll any take of that, all... like, gross Christmas bread you know that's what? packed with, like, oh. raisins and stuff. You know stuff. what, Ian? I'll tell you this. It's called fruit cake? I will gladly yeah. exchange beautiful IPAs for your raisin beer. Sold. <laughs> it was the second thing we bonded over when we met. The first was good beer, and the second was our hatred of melon, which very quickly went into raisins. I don't know how. But see, melon I enjoy both raisin. melon and raisins. I like watermelon, but, like, cantaloupe? Oh, my God. Can Honeydew? Come up with a more Terrible. boring flavor? Oh. And so just... what you're saying is, honey, do I love you, but I can't elope with you? <laughs> that just happened. Oh, my God. You're fired. <laughs> Where is Rich Lee? Someone's got to bring an A-game. Oh, wow. Is that the only reason you like melons? So you can make stupid puns. <laughs> I love melons. Going oh. back to Latitz. <laughs> He's like, but they have to be small. Their chief export is melons. It's Lancaster County. I'm pretty sure it's coiners. I'm corn actually or a big fan beans. of this. This is an interesting flavor to it. Interesting in a good way. Not interesting in an experimental way. Oh. But it doesn't taste like the gingerbread house that you say you smelled? No. It doesn't taste nearly as much. You get a little much. on the, the exhale. Yeah, so there's a sweet there's a sweetness to the smell, not as much to the flavor. Yeah. But definitely there's a very, very sweet The flavor has, like, to has it a dry spice aspect to it. Right. Um, not like that sugared spice. Right. I'm almost getting like a little bit of grit. Maybe. little dirt under your fingernails. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's not Manly. as... Uh, I wouldn't consider this to be a refreshing beer. You're wearing plaid. It fits. Exactly. It does fit. I feel appropriate. I'm unshaven and I'm wearing plaid and I'm drinking a gritty beer. It's perfect. <clears throat> Life is as it should be. Can I <laughs> tell you... I know that the last time we were together, Ian went on a rant about what you should wear. And I happened to probably spend a little too much time on my soapbox about being a good guest at the holidays or ever when you're going to people's homes. And well, it goes both ways in that you also need to realize when you're being a host, you know, you want people to be comfortable in your home, right? Okay. Within reason. I got schooled <laughs> yesterday. Oh, welcome to the party. I'm just going to take my pants off if that's all right. <laughs> put on the sarong. <laughs> Sorry, you have to rent that. Yeah. Um, I pride myself in trying to be the best hostess I can. I want to think of everything before people can ask. Uh, next time you come to visit, I will have a sarong on your bed just waiting to go. Nice. Um, <laughs> Remind me to miss that trip. <laughs> I was at... A you may have a sarong too, Ian. Um, I was at a holiday party yesterday. What, it was one of those all-night drop-by shindigs. And we heard in advance, for those of you who will be here between 3 and 6, there's an extra surprise. Okay. And we started, you know, all hypothesizing about what it's going to be. And we're like, oh, is Santa coming by? It'll be, it'll be lovely. All right. <clears throat> the food just came out. We're all, like, hovering around the table like everybody does when the food comes out because nothing else exists all of a sudden and you hear the doorbell ring and the hostess runs to the door and she goes that's it that's your surprise guess who's here and we all turn and we're waiting for someone that we you know haven't seen in forever to walk in through the door dude walks in the door and we all just stand there and we're like who's this guy who is this like are we supposed to well, you're looking at each other like do you know him because i don't know him <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea who this guy is and the hostess goes everybody this is john 
Hi, John. John is my massage therapist. He's going to be set up in the room upstairs. You may all sign up for 15 minutes with John. Happy holidays. <laughs> and we were like, is this for real? Is this totally for... Oh my God, best Christmas party ever. I've, I've got to admit that I'm not sure by that conversation if he was a massage therapist or, like, <laughs> yeah. or a gigolo. Yeah. There were In some, either case, best Christmas party ever. But it's, There were some great noises coming from the front bedroom, let's just say. And that only adds to the illusion. <laughs> Fuel to the fire. <laughs> it was... Oh, I was like, Cheryl, I'm sorry. You're my new hero. I, le- next time I think I thought of everything, let me call a masseuse and bring them over to my party and say, hey, friends, I love you this much. I know a masseuse. Only one? It surprises wow. me. <laughs> you know, we had uh, at, at work, they'll, they'll throw out these, you know, challenges and stuff like that. You know, real hokey stuff as, as, as if we were in kindergarten. Uh, essentially, this one time we, we, had, uh, we had won something and... Uh, they ended up bringing a, mas- a masseuse to my office. To work. <laughs> to my office. Let me tell you right tell now. Tell me you have like here, one of those glass there offices. There is nothing more uncomfortable than trying to get a massage while in a suit. <laughs> Barney Stinson could do it. <laughs> that's when you needed the sarong. Lose the jacket or the suit does pajamas. not matter. Dress shirt and collar are not conducive to a proper massage. Yeah, they should have given you like a gift certificate for it. That would have been your own time and choosing. Yeah, that would have been. And the, the hour or two you needed to go there and back, you know, yeah. like free two hours. Also, hour like off. being at work is just uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know that I'd want my work people to see me like. There oh, were literally you know. people eating their lunch four <laughs> feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so uncomfortable. People going has to go to the restroom, coming back from using the restroom. That's terrible. Yeah. It was. Uh, it defeats the purpose of a massage. It needs to be relaxing. You look so violated, right? I, like your I face just says. I, I was actually, it was probably the only point in my life where I, I thought twice about getting a free massage. Yeah. I so mean, yeah. I would never say no. I just thought about massage, Oh, I didn't. But. I thought about it, but I didn't. Yeah. But yeah, so in context, I, friend's house, masseuse upstairs... Sounds kind of hot. <laughs> I went early in the night because I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to have a few adult beverages and then get a massage because I know that they can already make you a little loopy. And I was like, ah, I'm gonna go early so that I'm. Massages make you loopy. Yeah. Beer makes me loopy. Yeah, massages usually make me go. Oh. I, all I'm saying is, there's enough times when I get up off the massage table and I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh wow. It's just, I, I'm so relaxed that I think my eyes roll back in my head and I'm like, I don't loopy, know, a disheveled relaxed. mess. Maybe I don't relax enough. I don't know, but. Calm down. Just uh, relax. There was hot wassail. It was great. She put the cloves in the, in the citrus fruit and it was mulling all night long. And gingerbread men. Delicious. I like it. Bailey's, Goldschlager, and cream. I don't know how really I feel good. about that. That's mostly because I had a bad experience with Goldschlager. What did you do? Or what did I it do to you? I had a bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> He's like moving right which, along. Which shall be, remain unnamed. All right. So be it. Yes. It was not pleasant. We went to a new place recently. We're trying to uh, branch out as opposed to telling you about our favorite beer bars that are always the same beer bars. When we were in Lidditz, Jeff told us. He's like, oh, you guys are from Philly. It's... Sometimes really hard to explain that we're not both from Philly, but anyway. Uh, it's easier to just go with it. Uh, he said, 
you've got to have been to Capone's then if you're beer lovers. And we're like, Capone's? We've not Cahoons? heard of Capone's. Tell us more. He sounds like a gangsta. And, uh, Which is funny. It's in Norristown. It's not even in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> You're from Philly, which we're not. You should have been to this place. It's in Philly, which, which is, is not. not. <laughs> we're way more Philly than Capone's is. <laughs> That's true. Good point. I'm actually Philly. Whatever. You're actually Capone's, too. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think half of my neighbors are probably Capone's, so. So, it is, uh, go figure, an Italian restaurant. Um... We went on Friday night. Thankfully, they took our reservation because otherwise... Thankfully, the place, we made a reservation. Yeah, it was absolutely insanely packed. Um, the food was... Eh, Italian food. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... Don't say it like that. You know Italian what? food doesn't have to be eh. You know what? I look at it like this. The food was nothing that was, oh my God, I got to go back here. The food was good. I had no, no problems with the food. I saw um, the plate of wings you had in front of you. No, you didn't I, have any problems at all. I did see that plate of wings in front of me. For all of 10 um, seconds. I just have to admit that I find it very, very interesting to find such a high-caliber beer place attached to an Italian restaurant. You never see that. It's, I find that almost any other style of food is more conducive to beer drinking than Italian. True. You think Italian, you think wine. Not, not beer. So I thought that it was very interesting and, you know... Going through the backstory of Capone's and everything, where it's essentially, you know, he ran this after his father, and, you know, he decided to keep the integrity of the Italian restaurant. I was actually very pleased to see the fact that it was still very, very much so an Italian restaurant that had a all-star beer lineup attached to it. And all I'm going to say is, you leave Philly, and we drank so cheap. In terms That's of true. what a beer costs out that way versus downtown. <clears throat> that well, was... I likened it a lot, lot to uh, Pinocchio's out in media, which yes. is... A pizza shop. And it's a decent pizza shop. You know, it's not the best pizza I've ever had. It's certainly not the worst. I had a nice hummus plate there once, <laughs> you know, but it, it is what it is. But You have your not straight moment. You really do. I can't wait for Dory to hear that. Yeah. You know who loves hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, but it's a, it's a pizza shop and they just happen to have fantastic beer selection in the back room and again this is the same concept like you don't have to go to capone's to get to their bottle shop they've got a side entrance they've got a bottle shop and it's a okay italian place with amazing beer in their back bottle shop so i think it's really a true testament to the unpretentious nature of beer and that although more and more and more we're see seeing like really big you know beer geeks come out and ha holding it to a much higher expectation but beer's roots are very humble. And when you're attaching really, really, really great like selections. That pie, <laughs> just like that pie. When you're attaching really phenomenal bottle shops and, you know, you know, really great draft lists on top of a, a restaurant that's already been there. I mean, let's be honest, Pinocchio's was there before they had a great beer selection. Right. Capone's was there before they had a great beer selection. And when you say, you know what? I'm doing this, but you know what I also like? I really like beer. Why can't I combine these two? Who's stopping me? I want to know what their business was like before the beer. Because that place is hopping. Well, they're very unassuming buildings. If I drove by Capone's, do you think, oh, amazing bottle shop right in the back. You just have to go through here, take a left turn, go past the back dining go, area. Go down Swedes and then go through, <laughs> And then go through this other room by the restrooms, and you're in the bottle FYI, shop. FYI, yeah. cash only. 
Yes, that was a limiting factor for only. us. No, it wasn't. We always know someone with some ones in their pocket. But it's, it's. I don't. <laughs> I just, I just feel that that, and I mean, I, I completely agree with the Capone's Pinocchio's thing, because it's the same. I, I was, um, I, my last run in at Pinocchio's was great. I uh, dropped my girlfriend off at a wedding shower. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> which was. Uh, Cousin Max and his charming voice are very spoken for. It was very happy for me to say that I dropped her off. At the wedding shower. <laughs> I would left. pay to not have to go to wedding showers. I did pay for great beer. <laughs> I went over. It was in co- conveniently in Media, Pennsylvania. And I drove right on over. Ten minutes away was Pinocchio's. I was only one place that I wanted to go at that point. So I drove right on over. Had a nondescript cheesesteak that was filling. Fine, right? <laughs> That's um, the best you can say it about filling. it. You, I live... Blocks away from the cheesesteak cheese capitals of Philadelphia. You're allowed to be discerning. Um, but I had two or three fantastic beers while I sat there and killed two hours of time and just enjoyed myself famously. Here's my problem with Pinocchio's. It is two blocks from Quotations, which is right across the street from Iron Hill. So whenever I go, it ends up being like an all-day affair because... I tried that once. It ended poorly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sounds like Tria. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we don't talk about that anymore. FYI, there are three Tria locations. You might not want to visit them all in the same day. At least if you do, don't pre-game with a brunch. <laughs> I think it kind of... It, it, what, I guess they can't add on any more locations. Well, I mean, yeah. that's the name. Tria? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think, well, I think maxed out. They said that they never intended to have more than three. Which Good. Which makes sense, so... Menage a Quad next? I don't know. <laughs> um, I want to know how this beer Cricket is doing for your identity crisis. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Too like pruny raisiny, or you still don't know. No, who you it's are. a good beer. It's good. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't drink a whole glass of it, and I wouldn't order a second one. I really definitely get that dry spice. Because mm-hmm. like at the end, now I just finished mine, and I'm feeling this. Like the top back roof of my mouth is mm-hmm. it, it there? It does. It feels like there's uh, some seasoning. I got the bottom of the can, and, and I actually kept looking to see if there was like sediment at the bottom of the can because I got that. Oh, there's a little extra something going on in my which I'm not necessarily. I was not by any means disappointed by it. No, no. Like I said, it's a good beer. I like it. Um, just in my current state of indecisiveness right now, I don't. I don't know what I want. I just. I feel. I know the, what you want, Ian. Maybe I want wine. No. <laughs> you want a little 1050. Well, 1050 is always good. Uh, so, beer number three is... <sighs> okay, you know that we, we say the put some hair on your chest beers? Buckle up, boys, because... Uh, As if we didn't have enough yeah, already. Sorry, you better buckle up. Um, Welcome to the club, Shannon. I got you each one because there is no sharing happening right now. The first time the... What's his name? Matt. Oh, shit. They're always named Matt. I don't they really are. Matt. I Actually, I'm pretty sure I just started naming no, bartenders skinny, Matt. Skinny Mike? Skinny, skinny Mike. Skinny yes, Mike. it was Skinny Mike. Skinny All right. Mike. We are checking out at the we're beer... we the Capone's thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're checking out at the beer store and he goes, Have you guys ever had 1050? I was like, excuse me? Yeah, Tenfitty, it's the best I've had. It's it's amazing. It's an imperial stout. It's like engine oil. It's so good. It's like, no, 
no, really, what's it called? 1050. <laughs> Not maybe, 50. Maybe you should show 50. me. And lo and behold, the can says 1050. Also, Cousin Max, because you are just so... Today you've been wise. You've been deep. You have been schooling us more than the professor, maybe. Whoa. Read those three words at the top of the can. Because I don't know that I can. Cross-eyed, cyclopean, and cancupiscent. Perhaps I should have pulled out my no, thesaurus. Cyclopean I've got. Okay. Cancupiscent. It means Can cross-eyed, one-eyed, and... Full of can. <laughs> <laughs> so when I think imperial stout, I do not think 12-ounce can. No, never did, which is why we were very skeptical on Skinny Mike. I'm uh, actually, if you flip the can around, I'm much more interested in those words. Half-baked, fully roasted ale. Half-baked. You will be when you're done. It's ten and a half percent. So it really does pour like engine oil. Really it is thick. But there's no dark. head to it, right? Almost it's, none. It Nor is, is there any in engine oil. Made by Oscar <laughs> Blues which is in Colorado. They seem like a super fun company. They really do. This is one of the oh. darkest heads Max, on a stout. That's the thing about a can. It's really hard to know how to pour it because look. Dump it. Max has like an inch of head and you had almost none at all. Dump it. Maybe you were just pouring it more Like a truck. Gently. <laughs> Dump it like a truck. All right. I need to finish my fireside chat so that I can have a little 10 fitty. Come on, little tomato. Oh. <laughs> All right, on which note, let's go back. So... It smells like Luke oil. <laughs> wow. Have you had this before? You've had this before. I haven't had this before. Aw, this is a big moment. Have I moment. led you astray yet with an Imperial style? You haven't. This is... Here's what's getting me. This is blacker than black. We paid $5 a can for this. It is totally worth it. It's delicious. But the case shop has a case of it. And I'm really, I'm afraid to find out how much it is, but I know that I'm probably going to want to buy it. I once. also recently read an article about somebody that aged one of these for five years. What's five times 24? More than Come I on, made banker. last week. <laughs> 120, I think, roughly. Well, yeah, five times 20 is mm -hmm. 100. Yeah, 120. It's 120. Hmm. So that's probably how much the case costs. No, it's probably less than that. Yeah. Because cans are going to get marked up. Because it was a bottle shop, so we were buying, buying one a at a can time. For $5? The case is going to be cheaper. And For if economics, it's not, I would never sell things like that. <laughs> you would if you were a bottle shop. Because <laughs> that's why you buy a case and then you sell it at a markup when you break up that case. That's smooth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you think? Like Miles Davis. <laughs> I need to open mine. Hold on. This is so, I feel so ghetto every time I hear the sound. You know that happiness I feel when the cork pops? This is the exact opposite. Like, I feel dirty every time the can pops. Like we're sitting on lawn chairs outside podcasting. Well, yeah. I used to pop, teeth, uh, pop my uh, cans with my teeth. I didn't think you were going with cans. Beat okay, that. yes. Um, but it's cans they have all over the place today. They have a number of beers, and they're all sold in cans. This Oscar Blues Company. And the first one I saw was called Dale's Pale Ale, which I think, again, harkens back to that redneck idea of, you know, some dude named Dale sitting out back, cracking a can. <laughs> but it's actually a very nice pale ale. 
Actually, I think it's got that King of the Hill kind yeah. of. Like I'm standing out back in the alley drinking beer with friends. That's just because Dale was one of the guys. Yeah, right? that's exactly why. Um, I'm, I'm really noticing more and more that IPAs seem to be affiliated with that sort of thing. Rednecks? Yeah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm just saying. That Ian's identity crisis could be just fixed. Just look at the uh, Southern Tier. Farmer's Tan. <laughs> Which, by the way, amazing bottle art. Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's a picture of a this chicken. This is why I'm looking at you blankly. It's a picture I... of a chicken. And it's a white chicken, except the ends of its wings are bright red, and then its head is bright red. So it's essentially as if the chicken was wearing a t-shirt so out it, in the hot sun all day long. It tans like Jason, exactly. is what you're saying. Okay. Exactly. Tans like a ghost. <laughs> Last night, uh, we also went to one of our favorite bars in, is it North Philly? I don't actually know where North Philly technically starts. Where's Jack's? Fairmount area. Okay. I should know better than in 2012 to ask people to know geography because that's what smartphones are for. I am not... Also, it's known as the Fairmount area of Philly. It's technically North Philly. Thank you. Oh, did I get something right today? Oh, man, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. On a technicality. I'll take it. I'm not picky. Come now. I'm a completely self-respecting lady with no qualms about taking pity points. Um, or growing hair on your chest. If that, if that I haven't had a sip yet. I'm, it's still safe. Be prepared. <laughs> really? Hold As on. they say in The Lion King. Bust out that wax kit. As they say in The Lion King? this is going to get ugly. Be prepared. Really? Did they say that in The Lion King? There's a whole freaking song about it. Anyway, Shannon, I would have you saying? sing it, but we can't afford the rights, so don't do it. <laughs> I'm not wrong here, right? I, really, I love Disney movies. I hated that one. Look. Hated Ian. it. Really, no matter how much you push the envelope, it'll still be stationary. Oh, no, that one you said recently. You already used that yep. one. Yep. <laughs> Am I not allowed repeats? No. Yeah. Very well. Also, if I'm wrong about The Lion King, somebody write in because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm right. There's a song. It might not be called Be Prepared, but it is like the big lyric chorus. Moving on. Anyway. I'm going to YouTube this when we're done because I have to see. Uh, I just wanted to say that we have talked breakfast beer. And you guys have heard, obviously, time and time again, that I am a huge fan of brunch and mimosas because nothing says breakfast in bed for me, like either uh, a breakfast beer or a mimosa. Or eggs in bed. <laughs> okay, so if apparently when you want breakfast in bed, you want food. And when I want breakfast in bed, I want a beverage, but, you know, to <clears throat> each their own. I love breakfast. I, am, I have never, ever been a Bloody Mary girl. Like, there's just something about it that doesn't really do it for me. Last night completely loved this twist on the Bloody Mary that they made at Jack's. What was an idiot? Jaeger. Yeah. Which just makes my life cringe. <laughs> First of all, I hate black licorice. Second of all, Jaeger is just oh, awful. But, but somehow when you mix it with tomato juice? you mix it with tomato juice and uh, Old Bay, it's That's it. Delicious. They put Old Bay on the rim. It was so good. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Old Bay. I'm not a big fan of Bloody Marys. I'm not a big, big fan of tomato juice. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to throw those couple of snippets out there. I like how you didn't draw any conclusions. You just stated a few facts. Nope, I'm, I'm not. I uh, have he, learned. He didn't say that he wouldn't try it. I have learned a long time ago. Well, I just remember the one time that uh, we were out at this great little Mexican bar in South Philly. And we, you're... I ordered a couple of beers because, you know, that's what I like to drink. I like how it went from we to I. Any time of day. 
Um, and my girlfriend ordered. Uh, Stop rubbing it in, man. What she okay, thought was taken. sangria, but was actually sangrita. Completely different. Hmm. It is a tomato juice based ew. breakfast cocktail. Ew, ew. Neither of us enjoy this at all. We is don't it like a tomato margarita. Yes, we don't typically send drinks back, but in a case like that, we made an exception. Jason is in love with the Coronita. That uh, it is a margarita that comes with a Corona upside down in it. Oh yeah. And so it like mixes and drains as you drain the tequila out of it. It's actually pretty nice. When I was in Europe, they had a beverage. It was a it was a bottled beer. I think it was called a Desperado. Ooh. I might be making that up, but it Dusty. was it was basically Corona with tequila already in it, and it was not bad. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm processing. Like that's saying. like. That's I mean, this was years ago, and when I say not bad, I could be like really mistaken. It's like also I was 21 I and I was a half, and, and it was cheap, and <laughs> I could drink because it was Europe. <laughs> Good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> if I drank it when I was 20, I probably don't want to drink it now. General rule of thumb. I don't know. I was drinking bourbon at 20. Max, I heard that you have moved into, what did you call it, the 18th century? You got a smartphone. Did you start... It's a fancy thinking phone. Oh, I'm sorry. Fancy thinking phone. Um, do you have Twitter yet? Can our, can our listeners follow you? What's Twitter? Okay. Hey, guys, for Christmas... I'll take a photo of it and Instagram it for you. <laughs> He's going to Pinterest your What's Instagram? that... I don't. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'll just. I'll just text you. Okay. Maybe we'll just create one for him. <laughs> that would be awesome. I like it. You manage our finances. We'll manage your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. We'll just. We'll Stick trade to off. our strengths here. Be like, oh, now I'm the beer mistress. Ooh, now I'm cousin Max. I can do it. You don't even know who I am, even. Sup, cousin Max. <laughs> <laughs> cousin is your first name. I've seen you sign a check. It's like cousin it. No, That's it's terrible. nothing like Cousin It. Yeah. I thought Cousin It was literally their cousin. You're someone's cousin, Max. It's true. If you if you finish that 10 fitty, you'll have as much hair as Cousin It. It's fine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's growing. He just looked down his chest. He's like, Latitz, is it in there? Wait, what? Yeah, don't drink this in Latitz. Ian, do you want to... Yeah, I bet they would have it there. That's just awkward. Do you want to tell them what else we did last week? Um... What did we do? Kidding. Uh, we went and visited uh, the Trogues Brewery. In Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And it was... Which is a real town, by the way. It's bigger than Lititz. It's also apparently like... I won't say like mob-owned, but... It's one of the wealthiest sections of the state. But like Hershey, right? Hershey just... They run it. The Hershey Corporation, the Hershey want. family, they definitely have a... A large say in what goes down in the town, uh, which is awesome. In that Trogues used to be in Harrisburg, and they outgrew their space and were sort of welcomed into they were, Hershey. They were courted by Hershey. Yeah, so it's um, it's way bigger than I was expecting. It's an old warehouse, I think. Meat factory. Meat factory. Okay. I um, like it. <clears throat> we went to a private event. Uh, which was neat because we were like in the back room in the barrel room because they it was the whole room the was... barrel aging room yeah which is also like a tasting room and uh, we went with the rehab the regional Harrisburg area home brewers 
And when homebrewers get together, what do they do? But they bring growlers of all the stuff they've been making. So we got to sample like 20 different... So it was a meeting, quote, end quote, uh, of homebrewers. There was very little business attended to it. Yeah, I think it, it was, was mostly... what, three minutes worth of business hey guys, and three what, hours worth of drinking. Bring? What'd you bring? Oh, oh. And then the... Uh, Sounds like my kind of meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a club I could really get behind. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a lot of work bringing all that beer. Yeah, it's tough, but somebody's got to do it. That's true. And I support them doing it and letting me enjoy Somebody like it. the Trogner brothers. Yes. We'll let them do it. So they actually, that was really, I thought, very endearing that mm. both of the Trogues brothers, who were the founders of the company, came to the social. And at some point they were pouring beer for folks. At other points they were just talking to the home brewers and trying you know, different beers. Yeah, that they had brought. They offer feedback and things. And then uh, Verlin actually introduced Ian and I to John, who's one of the brothers, and you know just told him a little bit about what we do. And John looks at us and he goes, "You guys want a tour?" <laughs> and we tried to you know with, withhold our excitement and not let him know that we're like giddy little kids on the inside. And we're like, "Yes, yes, please, sure, we yeah." That sounds awesome. <laughs> We're, we're cool. Yeah, we got this. So we went on a private backstage tour of Trogues, which was just fun because when we walked out of the barrel room, that's where, like, all of the peasants were. They have their self-guided tour room where you can walk around. They've got stuff on the wall. And he was talking with us. And I totally assumed that he would just kind of talk the Walk the us through points, the tour. Basically. Yeah. Uh, but then there was a staff-only door. And he just, as he's talking, just kind of opens it nonchalantly and walks through. And we follow. And all of a sudden, we're back by, like, the bottling lines and stuff. We're just like this. There, there were just palettes of mad elf and ian's going "Ooh, can we fit that in the car <laughs> i said can we get one of those and he said they're all just empty boxes and i cried <laughs> oh well hey i like it i mean it's you know it, it it shows a lot of camaraderie well hearkening back uh one of my favorite things and i even mentioned it while talking with him was i love the the welcomingness of of craft brewers it's not a cutthroat business it's very much like it's oh, a passion how'd you do that oh i did it like this it's oh a, cool you mind if i try that out now go for it it's a passion and an art it's more and collaborative than competitive very collaborative and also after the hurricane there was a lot of new york breweries that were hit very hard i didn't even think of that and uh there was this wonderful message that went out from omegon somebody that we love and I love them even more now because basically they said, guys, we were really blessed. We didn't get hit hardly at all. Uh, to any of you that were affected, if you need cold storage, if you need anything, anything we have, if we can do it for you, you can come brew in our place if you need. We've got extra tanks. We've got extra stuff. You know, whatever you need to keep running, to keep making your product, we'll do whatever we can. And then other breweries kind of took the uh, took the hint from that. And so everyone was just kind of offering up their services for or competition, basically, and saying, hey, we want you to be around. You know, we need you to be brewing beer right now. But so if you can't, you have our space. <clears throat> you know, anything we can spare is yours. The, the way I look at it is this, though, is that I, we go, the way we go out and we drink, we enjoy Omegon. Mm -hmm. We enjoy Trogues. We enjoy Weirbacher. We We're enjoy, equal opportunity drinkers. We love all of these beers, and we drink we love good a beer, lot of really them care who makes it. frequently. I mean, we go and we will, you know, I don't have a preference between beer A and beer B in most cases. If I see it, I'm going to get it. I like to think I'm stimulating the economy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't feel that 
I like to think I'm stimulated. I don't feel that <laughs> Allagash and uh, Maine Brewing Company are competitors. I feel that Just they're, they're both in the same offering state. good product. And I want to enjoy both of them. I'm not going to exclusively drink Allagash. I'm not going to exclusively drink Weyerbacher. Right. I'm going to drink all of it for what it's worth. And That's I feel a good podcast like, question. If you could only drink one company's beer for the rest of your life, what would it be? You have a week to think about it. We'll talk about it next it down. time. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Do you one. want us to answer or do you want the listeners I, I to answer? I want everyone to answer. Everybody. And your parents. Yeah. And their parents. We need a gauntlet. We can pass it around and just throw it places. Uh, I'll come back to that story, but finish what you were saying. <clears throat> I mean, I was just saying that it's, I, I feel that, and you know, I really feel this, I feel the same way that I do about wines as I do about beers in this aspect, is that, I'll be honest, most people that drink wines on a regular basis don't really have a preference for the vineyard. Ian loves Malbec, but I don't, but if you it's know, a, if it's still a Mendoza Malbec. Malbec if it's a Mendoza Malbec, which how many vineyards are there in Mendoza? Right. I mean, it's those are my personal. Now I know that I know well. that there's certain certain bottles that I'll seek out because they consistently put out a great Malbec. Right. But you know, outside of Malbec, I don't know my wines that well. Like I know the styles I like. I don't know the vintners that well. Uh, but for Malbec, you know, there's there's three or four where if I see them on the shelf, I go, oh, I gotta get that. What I'm saying is that with the craft beer movement that's really been kicked off in the last I'd say in earnest for the last 10-15 years um, it wouldn't have been possible if there wasn't collaboration that they owe their successes to their pseudo competitors but really it's more like their comrades mm-hmm. it's other people not doing the, the same it's <laughs> other people doing the same thing that they're doing that when it does when it happens on such a mass scale Everybody notices instead of just this one company in Portland, Maine, or this other company in Easton, PA, or this other company in Coronado, San Diego. You know, it's there's something about a hey, let's work together, let's blow this up. We're going to benefit as as companies, but then really everybody else is going to benefit by enjoying this and by the ready, you know, it's being readily available. Well, and when your good product lures in new beer lovers, you know, when you bring people over from that mass market world and let them really appreciate the craft beer that you're making and all of a sudden they seek it out, like, I think that's part of it is if you're proud of their product and you're, you know, you're producing something that's good enough to turn people to the bright side, if you will. Um, or to the dark side with this 1050. That's, that's the 1050, isn't that? That's kind of crazy. Also, the dark side has cookies. <laughs> I'm gonna this is like completely random story but just follow me um so on the fireside chat episode Jason and I talked a little bit about Thanksgiving and my family and why it was going to be a challenge because obviously I am going to serve alcohol and my family doesn't really drink alcohol we um for that episode we did the tank seven farmhouse ale what he didn't tell me until afterward, he was like, oh, you said so many reasonably nice things about it. I really don't want to serve that. I thought it was completely wrong. So uh, taking a page out of Ian's book, I actually served triple Carmelite because to me it's delicious, approachable, meets a lot of needs. Um, and they did really good. I, I think of all of the people well. who came out, like 60% of them actually drank something. Yeah, they did well. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Um, 
my grandma sat at the dinner table. She smelled my triple carmelite. She's like rolling up her nose going, what is all of that? That seems a little, mm. She tells the story. She's like, oh no, beer. I get beer. I understand beer. I was like, really grandma? Tell me more about this beer experience of your life. She said, I have three Miller lights in my fridge. And I was like, all right, you have three Miller lights in your fridge. Why? Well, you need them to catch the grubs. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> excuse me? And she said, what, you, what I do is I go out at night and in little shallow containers around the perimeter of her house, she pours Miller Lite into these containers. She wakes up in the morning and all the grubs like went in there and drowned or well, died. Sh- or Sugar water, basically. I guess so. So she was telling this. She's like, the first night I got 18 and the second night I got 15. And she's like really excited. And then she goes, on the third night, I realized nah, it's beer. I want to taste it. Hmm, poured me a glass. I thought that was pretty good. I went out the next day and bought a six pack. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Grammy. Oh, Grandma. I And I'm like, Miller Lite, grubs. I can see it. Like, if I have to do something with Miller Lite, I want to catch grubs. Most of the people that drink Miller Lite. But then the fact that she is. <laughs> That's what Miller Lite's doing. No. <laughs> she is skeptically smelling my triple Carmelite going. You know, I had my first beer in 20 years, and it was a million. I was like, oh, my God. I'd... Way to get her while she's young, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, she's only had her first one. You can, you can head it off at the path and say, here, try this truly spectacular beer. <clears throat> that's, I'm sorry. Small town roots right there. Yeah, now, with, with the starting up, I, I keep going back to what, uh, what you said, Shannon, before um, about getting broken into bigger, bolder better beers yes um wow that was a lot of alliteration do um, it i love it what i'm getting out of this now that i'm about halfway to two-thirds through it um is that bitter black coffee that black coffee flavor that it really is true if you drink your coffee with heaping spoonfuls of sugar and half a gallon of cream in it you might have some Miller Lights in your fridge. But if you're able to start drinking your coffee for the flavor of coffee itself, it's slightly bitter, it's slightly astringent, it's slightly, you know, it's got a little bit of a dry bite to it. That flavor that you're looking for is definitely, definitely in something like this 1050. You want but the Imperial Stouts. In a lot of beers. You want the double IPAs. You can handle that bitter, the crazy. It's, yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's like eating sour citrus. You know, so it, you don't want to sit there and cut it up and, and munch on it yourself, but you like that, you like that sour kick. You like those hot peppers. You like those foods that aren't traditionally, oh, this is delicious. It's delicious because it's challenging. So you know? let me ask you, it's been an hour. We've tried three different beers and they were all in cans. What do we think? I think I have a new appreciation for cans. Well, I won't say new because I... I've had the 1050, I've had some of the uh, 21st Amendment stuff. So I do know that they have some, some quality beverages happening in cans these days. And I'm excited to see what else is going to happen and how cans are going to change the beverage world. Because um, they're cheaper and they kind of do the job better. I'll tell you what's nice. But they're really not as classy like we said. Yeah, well, and we always pour it into pork. a glass anyway. I mean, we really don't drink out of the bottle unless it's... But it's nice for packing. 
and opening. Like I don't have to have my keys on me to open it. It's like, oh, I can, you can I open got it with this. your teeth. I could. Or your fingers. I don't know why you use your teeth. It's uh, more fun at parties. No. Okay. All right. Next um, time we're having a party, guess what you're in charge of? Opening. Opening beers. all the beers. Um, when I come out with a flannel shirt and one tooth. <laughs> you know what um, I actually this especially with the 1050 um, I believe that it's it's very very different than a bottle taste but that the resemblances to a uh, a draft are uh, uncanny oh god let You've me ask working you on that one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this when I poured my 1050 I know we talked about engine oil but it looked thick like, do you it just think thick. it is I didn't know if it was just the color is so dark that it appeared thick when I, I poured it. I think on the website they describe it as viscous. So That's it's, um, very I would say that word. it's it's not the the typical sense that you hear this word is that it's sugary, but I find it cloying. It's okay. it's almost like uh, I we wanna, didn't even have a retort. We just both took that and moved. And moved. I want to chase this with something that's like uh, light and refreshing, like an IPA, like an IPA. And not to say that this isn't delicious. It's just it's, it's a lot of it beer. Lingers. It's a lot of beer in one can. It's them out. Twelve ounces is enough. Like I wouldn't of this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, a pint of this would be delicious. A pint of this would be delicious, but it'd be the end of your night. At ten and a half. What a start. At ten and a half. <laughs> at this thick. Ian would be even asleep if the by alcohol didn't get to you. A.M. <laughs> awesome. So this this was great. I missed you guys. I. Thank you for coming back. And I'm going to say, listeners, I can't say any more about how excited I am for next week for the... We're bringing back trivia. We are, bring, uh, we are bringing back everything. Next week is a double episode. It is our holiday episode. Guess what we are doing? So much Mad Elf. We bought seven cases. We are ready. We, we did buy seven cases. <laughs> this is going to end poorly. Uh, just pack or a just toothbrush. End. Or just end. <laughs> okay. Uh, so tune in because Cousin Max, remember when we told you the Dashing Road Talent Show was going to happen? He's been working on something special. I didn't even find out about this until very recently. He's working on something special. <laughs> <laughs> but I am now. He will be. <laughs> Jason has made all new rules for trivia because he wants it to get really I think there's a whiteboard crazy. and a spinning wheel. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, there might be knife throwing. We're not sure. Fire um, eating. I have made theme gift bags for everybody i'm uh, it's gonna be a good time so if you have any questions that you want to throw in to double episode next week if you have anything you definitely want to see or hear or have been dying to know since we've been hanging out with you for like the last four months now now is the time uh either tweet it to us i am at beer mistress at dashing underscore rogue or find us on facebook.com slash dashing rogue and uh, we do. It's it's official. We have two episodes up on the website at dashingrogue.com. Uh, so we, we actually have a third one recorded that I am going to pretend like I am working very hard on getting edited for your uh, educational pleasure. And uh, maybe, maybe by the end of the year, Cousin Max will join the 19th century and then we'll get him, we'll get you his Tweeting. Twitter. And if not, Ian and I will make him on and it will be so dirty. You'll never know. I don't <laughs> understand this fancy thinking phone thing. You can only have so much thinking at once. Enjoy the rest of your 1050, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. I'm Shannon. The professor. And Cousin Max. See you soon. <laughs>